Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talks. This is your girl Tanya B. Ratliff coming to you on today to impart, to empower, inspire, and encourage you on this marvelous Motivational Monday. Listen, you know how we do it. This is what I want you to do. I want you to grab your coffee or your favorite morning beverage and meet us right back here for the next installment of Mastering Our Mind and Our Mouths. Let's get brewing. We're back. Guys, I am super stoked today about our second installment in our series entitled Mastering Our Mind and Our Mouths. It is very pivotal in this season that we think about what we speak and how we think. How we speak and what we think will determine the outcome of our future. And today on Coffee Talks, we are going to discuss the importance of conquering your thoughts. Last week, we talked about mastering your mind, and I gave you a few keys to help you begin to master your mind. We said that we must have the same mind that's in Jesus Christ. How, how can we have the same mind that's also in Jesus Christ? We have that same mind. We are entitled to that same mind because the origin in the book of Genesis tells us when God created man, he created us in his image and in uh, his likeness. So therefore we have the power to put on just like we choose to put on certain clothes and shoes on a daily basis. We have a choice daily to put on the mind of Christ. I, I said last week, we must get dressed before we get dressed. We, we must get dressed in the spirit before we get dressed in the natural. We, we also discussed another important key besides having the mind of Christ. We begin to talk about, we must begin to think about what we think about. In the book of Philippians, Philippians told us that we must begin to think on those things that are true, that are just, that are noble, that are of a good report. And then the writer of Philippians goes on to say, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, we must think on these things. Yes, yes, yes. It is so imperative that we master our thoughts. Listen, the Bible says in a man's mind, he plans his ways, but the Lord orders our steps. Listen, we can plan to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but if it is not God's will for our lives, then we are simply going around the same mountain, repeating cycles and patterns like the children of 
Israel. That's why it's so imperative that we allow the word of God to be the driving force in our lives. When the word of God begins to become the driving force in our life and take root and begins to manifest, then we will begin to truly walk out and live out the words that we find in Jeremiah 29 and 11, which declares, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of harm to give you a future, a hope and an expected end. Yes, God's plan for us is a bright future and an expected end. And if we are going to see that expected end, we must begin to conquer our thoughts. Yes, yes. On a daily basis, we must conquer our thoughts. We must cast down those negative ideologies and those negative perceptions that the enemy sends continually to speak into our psyche to cause us to doubt the will of God, the plan of God, and the promise of God for our lives. Oh, but I came to declare to you on today that if we as believers would begin to bring our thoughts under subjection according to the word of God, every day would be a life, a day of victory. Why? Because our thoughts determine our process. Our thoughts determine how our day will begin and end. Our thoughts are key. Our thoughts are detrimental to how we maneuver throughout life. Listen, I want you to settle in, get prepared, grab your notebook, your pen, as we begin to move further in today's episode on conquering our thoughts. Welcome back. Let's get brewing. I want to start today with a foundational scripture. I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to James, to the book of James, and we will begin reading at the fifth verse. We will read verses five through eight. These verses will be our foundational scriptures for this episode. Here in James, these are the words we find pinned. If any of you lacks wisdom. Let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Wow. Powerful, powerful. Let's go back to verse 3. 
If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. What does that mean? It simply says, if there is something you do not understand and you need information, you need revelation, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, ask God. Why ask God? Because he is the creator, the maker, and the sustainer of everything. The Bible says, let us ask of God who gives liberally, liberally meaning he gives freely. One translation says an upbraid. If not, this version says and without reproach. What is without reproach? When, when he gives you the wisdom, he's not going to say you should know that. Why are you asking me this? He's not going to take it back, but he is going to willingly supply the knowledge that you need in order to accomplish what it is he has called you to do. Yes. But when you ask, the Bible says, let us ask in faith. Let us, when we ask him, ask him believing that when we open our mouths and we make our requests known unto our father, that he will give us the answers that we need to solve life's problems. Yes, that's good. That's good. When you doubt, the Bible says we are like a wave of the sea driven by the wind tossed back and forth. If you've ever been to the beach and you watch the waves, the waves, they go out. And they come back in, out and in. When we doubt the word of God, when we doubt the plan of God, when we doubt the promise of God, we go back and forth. Here's what I like, a rocking chair. A rocking chair can only go forward and backwards, forward and backwards. When we choose not to believe the word of God concerning our life. We are just like that rocking chair. We go back and forth throughout life. We, we gain some, we lose some, we hit, we miss. We're unstable. We're back and forth. We never continue in a progressive pattern to reach a place of victory. Why? Because our mind, help me Holy Ghost, has become contaminated by the enemy. But when we ask, the Bible says, let us ask in faith, not doubting. Because if we doubt, we're like that wave tossed to and fro. Why? For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, double-minded. You believe today, you doubt tomorrow. You trust in the morning, you doubt at night. You have to continually believe the word of God, despite what it looks like, despite how you feel, despite what you're going through, despite what the report says, because the Bible tells us that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent the things that he has spoken. He will make them good. So as believers, it is our job to take God at his word and ask no questions. If God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. Many believers are defeated in their mind because they do not take 
the voice or heed the voice of God in totality. The Bible says my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they shall not follow. So when we choose to take on double mindedness instead of believing the word of God, we are not listening to the voice of the God, voice of God, but rather we are following, we are tapping into, and we are meditating on the thoughts of the enemy, the lies of the enemy. The Bible says that the enemy is the father of all lies. There is no truth in him. So my question I want to ask you on today, who's your daddy? What do you mean? Who's your daddy? Growing up, I can recall my mom would say things to me countless times. She would say it over and over and over again like a broken record. But my dad could say it one time and that was it. Why? Because the authority that he carried, his voice carried weight in the house. And I knew my daddy meant what he said. And I came to tell you on today, I'm getting excited that your daddy, Abba Father, his word, his word has final authority in your life. And when you begin to conquer your thoughts, guess what? You'll begin to tap into destiny. Glory to God. Glory to God. We are not going to walk around double minded, but we are going to choose to have the mind of Christ. I'm back. Our last segment took me somewhere. The word was so powerful. I had to take a moment and pull myself back together so I could come back and finish. So we are talking about today conquering your thoughts. And we just finished talking about how it's imperative for us not to be double minded as we move further in this episode, I want to continue forging ahead and really beginning to teach you how to master and conquer your thoughts so you can reign victorious every day in life. I want to quickly go to the book of Romans because today the one word that I want you to walk away having total knowledge and understanding and revelation of is the word conquer, conquer, conquer. I want to look at two passages of scripture in Romans 8. And the first passage I want to look at is Romans 8 and 28. This is what it says. And we know that all things, let's go back and we know no, no is a state of being. And we must know every day that all things, somebody say all things, all things work how? Together for good to those who love God 
and to those who are called according to this purpose. So every day when I wake up, despite what I feel, despite how it looks, despite what I'm going through, despite what the report says, no matter what's in my bank account, no matter the report the doctor gave me, no matter how my children are acting in school, no matter what's going on in my relationship, I know. Can, can somebody just say I know the very thing you're dealing with, the very thing you're facing right now. I came to tell you by the spirit of the living God that it's going to work out for your good. And we know I know somebody lay your hands on yourself. Lay your hands on yourself. I want you to pat your chest and say, I know. See that that makes the devil mad. I know all things are working together for my good. Why? Because I love God and I am called according to his purpose. That's a power statement. Every day when you get up, I know today things will work for my good and in my favor. You have to begin to speak. I said this last week. Speak life over your life. We're, we'll talk about our mouth on next week, but it's a part. The mouth and the mind and the heart must be in the same rhythm. They must be in sync. And we know, I know, I know it's going to work out. I know it won't end like, like the enemy said. I know the God that I serve. Let's move a little bit further. Remember, we're talking about conquer, the word conquer. I want to also look at Romans 8, that same passage I want to look a little bit further down yes yes this is one of my favorite scriptures in Romans 8 yes God yes God Ooh, I'm getting excited I'm getting excited yes 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 and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose now let's look at 8 and 37 this is what it says yet the Old Testament says, nay, in all these things, what are all these things? All these things that I'm dealing with, all these things I'm facing, all these things that are coming up against me. We are more than conquerors through him that loves us. Yes, I'm more than a conqueror. So if I'm more than a conqueror, the way that I remain a conqueror is overcoming the thoughts the negative perceptions, the negative ideologies that the enemy uses on a continual daily basis to defeat me. Where is the first place the enemy tries to defeat you? In your mind. Why? Because whoever controls the mind of the man controls the man. The enemy will not control my mind. My mind is governed. My mind is regulated. My mind is ruled by the word of God. So nay in all these things, I am more than a conqueror. A conqueror is not someone that's defeated. A conqueror is not one, someone who's downtrodden. A, a conqueror is not someone who, who, who refuses to get back up. A conqueror is not someone that just lays down and says, I'm done, I'm over, it's through. A conqueror is one that forges ahead, that pushes through, that refuses to relent, that refuses to retreat, that refuses to back down. A conqueror will get tired but a conqueror will refuse to surrender 
to the devices of the enemy. Why? Because I'm more than a conqueror. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can be who God said I can be and I can have what he said I can have. I am more than a conqueror. Thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph. You are victorious. You are a winner. You are an overcomer. You are destined for greatness. You are who God says you are. You must begin to affirm yourself with the word of God. If you are going to overcome the plots, the plans, the schemes, the ideologies, the strategies and the tactics of the enemy, he is a defeated foe and he is under my feet. Conquer your thoughts so you can win. Yes. Yes, conquer your thoughts so you can win. Let me say that again. Conquer your thoughts so you can win. Let's go a little bit further in conquering our thoughts. We're going to now begin to look at two keys, which will be imperative, which will be very helpful in getting you to conquer your thoughts on a daily basis. The first passage of scripture we want to look at is found in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verse 4. Verse 4. We will read verses 4 through 6. Here is what 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 6 say. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Let's break this down. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Whenever we are engaged in a fight, not in the natural, but in the spirit, we do not fight in the spirit like we fight in the natural. Sometimes when we have a disagreement in the natural with an individual, we argue. Words are passed. We roll eyes. We, we, we sometimes our neck goes back and forth. Sometimes, sometimes it gets physical. But the word of God is saying the weapons of our warfare, how we fight, how we enter into a spiritual battle. It's not carnal, because if we try to fight a spiritual battle with carnal weapons, we are going to lose every time because we have to understand that the enemy that we are fighting is not visible. Let me say that again. If you have an argument with an individual, you see their face, but the actual individual that you are disagreeing with is the spirit that's on the inside of that individual. 
And so you can't fight that spirit in your flesh, in your carnal state, in your natural state. You can't fight the spirit with words you use on a daily basis. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So how do I fight a spiritual battle? I fight a spiritual battle through prayer. I fight a spiritual battle through the word. I fight a spiritual battle through speaking my heavenly language. Why? Those are weapons of the spirit that are not understood in the natural. Yes, God. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. When, 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 when things come up against you, when, when different situations and circumstances arise, we have to know that it's not natural, but it's a spirit behind what's being done. It's in the spirit realm. It's in a realm. It's in a dimension that you can't see, but God has given you the power to fight it and to subdue it. Listen, pulling down strongholds, pulling down anger, pulling down doubt, pulling down fear, pulling down everything that goes against the word of God, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Anything that comes up to refute the word of God, anything that comes up against the word of God. Yes. Bringing every thought into captivity. What is when you when you the the root word of captivity is capture. When, when you capture something, help me. When, when you capture something, that means now you possess it. When, like if you if you catch an animal in a cage, you capture it. Uh, I can remember one time we, we had a. Uh, uh, a, a, a rodent in our house and we had to get a trap and we had to capture him from being able to run around our house and wreak havoc. So the Bible says that we must take every thought captive. What do we mean? When thoughts come into our mind that are not of God, we must take that thought and arrest it. We must take that thought and pull it down. We must take that thought and we must destroy it so it can no longer operate and take root in our lives. Yes. Yes. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That's powerful. Bringing every thought into captivity. Every thought that comes in my mind that's in direct opposition, that's in total misalignment concerning what God has said. I have to cast that thought down. I have to capture that thought. I have to take that thought and I must begin to destroy that thought. Yes, yes, yes. Let me give you this example. Oftentimes when we cook steak here at home. Before I cook the steak, a day prior, I'll season the steak and I will use a particular brand of, of a marinade that we like. And I will allow the meat to soak in the marinade overnight. The longer the meat sits in the marinade, the longer the meat soaks up the juices, the seasoning and the flavor that's in the marinade. 
The following day when I go to cook the meat, after the meat has been cooked, my family, they are able to taste the seasoning all throughout the meat because it's been soaking in the flavor, in the seasoning all night long. This is what happens when a thought enters our mind that is not of God. When the devil sends a suggestion, when, when the devil whispers a lie, when, when the devil whispers a word that's contrary to what God has said, what happens is when the enemy speaks, we have to understand that the enemy, come on, the enemy huh, will send suggestions. He will use people. People close to you, people that look like you, people with your last name to speak words that are contrary to what God has told you. So what happens when the enemy sends a suggestion, he sends a thought that's opposite of what God says. What we must do is we must cast that thought down and replace it with the word of God. Oftentimes the devil would say to me when I was struggling in my finances that I was going under. You will always be broke. You will live in poverty. You'll always rob Peter to pay Paul. And immediately when he bought that suggestion or he spoke that lie, I had to counteract it. I had to override it. I had to refute it with the word of God. Devil, you are a liar. God said he would supply all my need and above my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I would have to quickly tell the devil because I'm a tither, the devourer is rebuked for my sake. I would quickly tell the devil, I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. I am the lender and not the borrower. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. So you have to speak the truth uh, to every lie that the enemy whispers in your ear. And what we do, we majority of the time, we we meditate on the lie. We meditate on the untrue. We meditate on the negativity. And so now it's just like that state where that seasoning is soaking up in that state. And eventually, just like when I cook that steak and they can taste the seasoning, eventually that very lie, that very misconception that the enemy has spoken in your mind now is coming out of your mouth. Why? Because you did not cast it down and now it's become a reality in your mind that you're speaking out of your mouth. In order you conquer, in order to conquer your thoughts, you must bring every thought. You must capture every thought and destroy it and refute it with the word of God. My, 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 what powerful revelations the Holy Spirit is dropping on today. This will certainly be a podcast that I will need to go back and listen for myself and uh, record some notes uh, to definitely keep my mind intact and keep uh, certain things at the forefront that would 
simply try to come to uh, change my perspective concerning those things that God has uh, told me. Even as we uh, move forward and we talk about our final uh, key to helping us conquer our thoughts, the final key that I want to share with you to help you conquer your thoughts is found in Joshua 1 verse 8. One of my favorite passages of scripture. This is what we find in Joshua 1 and 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you must meditate in it day and night. And then you will make your way prosperous and have good success. So what book? Is being referred to in this passage of scripture. The book being referred to is the Bible. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So this scripture tells me that I must keep the word of God on my lips at all times. But I must meditate. Not only must I keep it on my lips, but I must meditate. Meditate means I must think on the word. Meditate on it day and night. So I must continually turn the word of God over and over and over in my mind on a continual basis. I can't just read it one time. I can't just read it on church in church on Sunday. I can't just read it in Bible study on Wednesday, but it's a daily repetitive continual process that I must embrace daily meditating on the word. And then I will make my way prosperous and have good success. So I must keep the word of God forever on my lips and the word of God must forever be in my mind. So what does meditating on the word look like? Whenever I am experiencing or going through a test or a trial or a storm, the first thing I do is I go to the word of God and I locate scripture which relates to what I'm dealing with. If I'm dealing with a sickness, I will go to the Bible and I will look up every scripture that I know on sickness. Sometimes I'll go to Google and I'll type in scriptures on sickness, scriptures on healing. And what I will do is I will write those scriptures down. And the first thing I'll begin to do is read those scriptures daily. One of those is found in Isaiah, which says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Another one is found in Psalms 102 verse three says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. He heals every disease. So in order to know what the word of God says about your situation, you must find the answer to your problem. The solution to your problem is found in the word of God. 
So the first thing we have to do is study to show ourselves approved. We must find out what the word says about our situation. What does the word of God say about my finances? What does the word of God say about how I should raise my children? What does the word say, word of God say about my destiny? What does the word of God say about my marriage? You must know what the word of God says because we will be defeated. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge. So when we know what the word says about our situation, when the enemy comes to bring a thought or a suggestion concerning our life, we are able to refute. We're able to capture. We're able to pull down. We're able to destroy. We, we are able to eradicate. We are able to nullify the lie with the truth. Come on. Come on. I know what you said, devil. And guess what? But I also know that that's not my reality. You want me to believe you, but I choose to believe God. So you must meditate daily on the word of God. When the enemy comes to bring that thought down, no devil, you got to talk to the devil. No devil, that, that's not my lot in life. I am a winner. I am an overcomer. I'm coming out of this because I overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Oh, I'm not defeated because the Bible tells me nay in all these things. I am more than a conqueror. Come on. It's all right. It's all right to talk about the facts. But I want you to know that truth overrides facts every day. I might not have a dollar in my bank account, but I believe the word of God, which says that I'm the head and not the tail. I may be hurting in my body right now, but I know that God is a healer. See, we talk about the facts too much when we should begin to focus on the truth. Yes, if we are going to conquer our thoughts, meditating on the word day and night, is a requirement. I want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of Coffee Talks, Conquering Your Thoughts. Wow. What a plethora of knowledge and information we have received on today. And I truly know and believe when we master our thoughts, our mind, when we conquer the negative ideologies and perceptions and lies of the enemy, we will truly begin to walk in greatness, walk in overflow, walk in our destiny. Some of us are one shift away from walking out and living out our best life. That life will come when we change how we think. Glory to God. Bless the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Master it before it masters you. 
You guys have a great Monday. Have an awesome week and know that you are victorious and there's nothing that the enemy can do about it. Be blessed.